Does this movie rule? I don't think so. Welcome to Gore Gab. I'm your host, Uncle Pony Boy, and I'm here with Daniel J. Gill, uh, my usual co-host. You know, my name changes from week to week, but I sure as hell don't. It's the same guy. You know, hold, so holding it down. So, uh, I just want to jump right into this right now because this week we did Jason Goes to Hell, which is not what I remember it being this is literally the worst naming of a movie the final friday there's been a final friday before final chapter yeah but i'm just saying i jason goes to hell i want to watch jason in hell murdering hitler and like you know Hell stuff. Killing other people who are in hell. I can't even think of any other (laughs) people that are in hell. Multiple times while we were watching this, you asked me, like, does he go to hell? Does he go to hell? When When is he going to go to hell? Which, uh, so there was a quote on the front of this DVD case from uh, Fangoria magazine that said, the most incredible ending I've ever seen. Incredible. Don't agree. I could see, I could see maybe at the time, like, just being like, yes, that's awesome. But, like, the, oh, it has no bearing on the movie at all. Listen here. If you, in 1993, were the same age as you are right now, and you went and saw this movie, you would fucking get on your little rotary phone afterward, call me (laughs) up, and be like, bro. Okay, okay. Because this is, you gotta, when you you put it that way. This is before Freddy versus Jason was a thing. I loved Freddy vs. Jason. Which, yeah, no, that's a good good movie. Classic. But, like, this is before any of that happened. So, like, the fact that they brought, like... I mean, I guess we're just going to talk about the end of the movie right off the bat. First but. thing. This is how the movie ends. Jason gets killed for the ninth time now. Yeah, I don't know. And <laughs> he uh, gets sucked into the ground, basically. And the movie ends with his mask kind of buried partially under the dirt. And... Freddy Krueger's hand coming out of the ground and grabbing it and pulling it in with like a laugh. The Freddy Krueger laugh. So him and Freddy are going to duke it out in hell. Yeah. Which never happened. Didn't happen for a long time. 2003, I think, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, but it doesn't take place in hell, does it? No, it's all on Earth or in dreams. Right. Well, yeah. Duh. (laughs) I I believe they're not dreams. They are nightmares. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. I've been been working my way through the Nightmare on Elm Street movies again, actually, lately, trying to re-familiarize myself, because I haven't seen any... The last one, the most recent one was Dream Warriors. I watched that a few months ago again, and it had been a while since I've seen that, but... I've watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. What did I say? That's the only one I've seen. Oh, God. I thought you were saying I said the name wrong. No, I was like, no, wait, what? No, I'm just saying that's the that's the only one I've ever You've watched. You've never seen any of the other ones? No. 
Two, not so good. The third one is re- is really really good. Got Patricia uh, Arquette in it. What is your always a bonus? What are your feelings on uh, a new nightmare? I love a new nightmare. That one came out in like '94, right? Yeah, yeah. That was like the last one that Craven, Wes Craven, did. did. Yeah. yeah. So, what year did this come out? Uh, '93. '93. So that came out the year after this. Yes. And we were talking about this while we were watching it. Like, this came out in 93. Same year Jurassic Park came out. And it's just like... This was a theatrical release, too, man. It it feels like a straight-to-video 80s movie. Oh, it's terrible, man. I mean, even the way it's shot, like, the the camera work is horrendous. But, like, the whole... Yeah, well, and, like, the whole aesthetic is totally 80s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it comes off. Like, that's what I... I think right at the end of it, I said something about it being, like, this looks, like, right out of 83 or 84. Right, and that's what's so weird to me is, like, literally Scream, a movie that you can go back and watch today, and it still looks like it was made recently yeah it was three years after that came out three years <laughs> after this <laughs> yeah and i don't know i mean i don't know what like the budget difference was on these i mean this had a budget of three million which well like you said uh candy man came out the year before this yeah candy man's a much better movie in every in every way well and i i mean but there's just something about like this movie just does not hold up but it seems like seems like it was dated before it even came out because it seems like, it just doesn't seem like something that came out in the 90s. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was considered a success, too, because it made $16 million on a $3 million budget. Yeah, I mean, which so, I, I suppose you can call successful. Um, I mean, and here's a really annoying thing. The budget for Scream is a total of four-film budget, which is definitely not what I want to see. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is pretty annoying. Here's the first thing. <laughs> so, Scream had a $14 million budget. Yeah. So, it had almost as big a budget as the entire earnings of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I mean, that sets it apart a little bit, but still, it just like... Uh, and, and like, I don't even mean like production-wise. Just like aesthetically, this looks like an 80s movie. It looks like shit. It yeah. really looks like shit. Yes. I mean... I mean for for an early nine, there's there's some stuff in the early nineties, man, that is good shit. I'm just saying, and none of these horrible. people look like they're listening to Pearl Jam. They all <laughs> look like they're listening to fucking Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I mean, it looks super eighties. Yo, it does for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it came out in ninety three. So well, and even so, the the special effects are good. Uh, the kills, which that's another thing, man. Like when I, when I watched this growing up as a kid, I remember it being for some reason almost unreasonably violent, but it's It's not not. that it's not that like, it's not over the top. It's not, I mean, good effects. There's, there is definitely more to it than, so there is one CGI effect, uh, which we'll talk about later, but like most of it's practical effects. Yeah, but oh, there's yeah. like definitely some weirder shit than what's going on in the other Jason movies. Well, I mean, K and B's—that's what they're known for. Their practical effects, right? But, but I mean, in in no other movie that like in no other Friday the Thirteenth movie do you have like a, a worm version of Jason crawling up someone's vagina. Yeah, right. They took it to a whole different level with this. Like there was always that supernatural element with Jason because he always always survived everything. Yeah, like but... Getting axed in the head. Okay, but this takes it, it to was like, a whole different so level. So it was like... Su- 
Okay, so it was this is like the ex- Doctor Strange of Friday the Thirteenth. Well, it movie. was like s- supernatural in a way, but this is sci-fi, right? Would be the best way I could describe it. Like, there's more like sci-fi esque uh, themes and effects and that type of stuff. Whereas, like, yeah, he couldn't die, so there's that supernatural element in the old Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movies. But he was never doing anything. People were just getting murdered with machetes, right? Yeah. Right. Or arrows. Or Kevin arrows. Ba- Kevin Bacon. Take to the throat. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Tell me what. that. I mean, he's got Friday the 13th and Tremors. Dude. And what was that? Dude, I love Tremors what? so fucking much. I still love Tremors to this day. I'm so excited about that Tremors show that supposedly is bringing Valentine back. What What was that uh, movie he did in the, was it in the 90s where there was like a body buried under the house or something? Oh, uh, Stir of Echoes. That Stir was 99, Echoes. I believe. Also a good movie. Great movie, yeah. Um, I like Stir of Echoes a lot. The significant other made me watch that one. Stir of Echoes has some great, uh, just aesthetic stuff going on like the when he's in the dream state and yeah. stuff like when he's in like the I think it's like a theater mm-hmm. and all the stuff like the black or whatever it is starts running down the walls like that's a really cool scene yeah I I don't know would you call that a horror movie oh yeah I, I think so I mean it's about ghosts yeah. basically it's a good movie but like would you call like Crimson Peak dude I told you I just told you I have never seen I have still <sighs> yeah, have not yeah. watched Crimson Peak yet mm. I'm a I'm a Del Toro fan big time but I just have not seen that movie that's a really good movie I a lot of people like, uh, like at Seth points. Oh, at Seth points <laughs> are not a fan. That son of a bitch. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, man. I need to check that out too. It's definitely not like a scary. It's it's a Del Toro movie. Like he doesn't make like. Dude, visually, I'm sure it's beautiful. The right, trailers. But, the trailers looked amazing. Well, and he doesn't like. I mean, like even like, like none of his movies are really like horror movies. Like The Devil's Backbone. Yeah, it's yeah. like a fucking great movie. It's like too. a ghost movie, but it's it's not like scary, right? I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, it's just, more of like a. It's just it's like, almost like an allegory for something. Like, you know, like a Pan's Labyrinth was about the Spanish Civil War, right? You know, but like, yeah, they're just like they they're creepy yeah. and they're atmospheric, but they're never like they're I, very I would, gothic. Yes, and I wouldn't. They're macabre, maybe also yeah, would be another yeah. way to describe, them. but they're not like horror movies. So, anyways. Now that we've talked about all these visually beautiful <laughs> things, let's talk about Adam Marcus, who directed this movie. Talk about a rant. Adam Marcus. He went, so he's done like uh, not much, some really, really low budget stuff after this movie. And I, I mean, I can understand that because this movie, like, like we've said already multiple times, it was shot terribly. The, the acting was really bad in it. And. Like I said, man, there's stuff from this that that really stood out to me as a kid when I watched it. You know, my grandma would let me go rent whatever at so, I mean, the I, video store, and I rented this and was thinking, like, oh, my God, that was so intense, you know? And I guess I could see... So, like, compared to the other Friday the 13th movies... It's pretty violent, I mean... It, yeah, it has some, like, more gore. It's just not a good movie. It's really bad, man. It's really, really bad. I mean, like, I definitely... So, like... You have something like this that's like really bad, but then you have like Jason Takes Manhattan, which is also really bad. Oh, yes, yeah. but much more enjoyable. Now, see, me and at Seth Points, we're having a conversation about Jason Lives. He really likes it, and I think it's really bad. He sees it as like a, uh, a satirical, I guess, like take on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. There's lots of like 
just horrible scenes of Jason walking through the woods in the middle of the day, and it just looks so cheesy because it's Jason right. walking through the woods in the middle of the day, you know. Which I'm not real big on the way Jason looks in this movie. This oh, is dude, my, this is Kane Hodder though, man. This, this is, is my least favorite iteration of Jason. Dude, I love Kane Hodder. I just think he has that physically imposing look that Jason needs. I don't understand why he's fucking the top of his head needs to look like a ball sack. <laughs> it's just because of all. It's like rot and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it literally looks like if you took somebody's testicles <clears throat> and then like, like put a thong on and just kind of let the testicles hang out of the sides oh, of the yeah, thong. One of those, yeah, yeah. One of those situations. Well, he, he, I mean, at this point, how many times has he been like drowned and chopped in the head and stabbed? I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it's not like, I mean, he's, he can't be killed. He can't be hurt. Yeah. Why don't he just get plastic surgery? I, so why do we need to, I mean, why do we need to have a bulging head? I think it looks cool. You are wrong. I'm going to disagree with you on this okay, one. Okay, well, that's a 50-50 split. I I like Kane Hodder's Jason. At Gorgab Podcast, <laughs> tell us which one. Which, which is your favorite? Well, wait, which movie has the best Jason? I dig the. I don't remember which one it is. My favorite is the one where it's like uh, the hockey mask with the red triangle. Well, that's, in, that's in Takes Manhattan. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my fave. Also, Kane Hodder. That's fine. I don't. He doesn't have the bulging ball sack head, does he? Yeah, it's still there. No. Yeah, it's man. not as bad. It just Jason. Looks... Jason was physically deformed anyway before any of that yeah, stuff happened. Yeah, but like, not like, dude. I just know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jason. Jason has always had the ball sack head. Like it. It looks like in this movie. It basically looks like when you like open a tub of cottage cheese. Like a shaved porcupine. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I mean, I just don't... I can't... It, like, looks like something that has, like, uh, boils and... Like, it doesn't look like deformities. It looks like growths. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I don't... I'm out on that. It's lumps. No. Yep. Lady it's lumps. It's like a lumpy pillow. Like, if you took a pillow, like an old lumpy pillow, yeah, and strapped yeah. a hockey mask to it, <laughs> that's what his head looks like. Well, I feel like we've really gone on a rant here. <laughs> <laughs> we're like this one's gonna be short this is gonna be a really short episode guys we haven't even talked about the movie at all yet no. so. i mean but once we start talking about it there's it'll not, go quick yeah there's not much to talk about but okay before we before we start the movie yeah let's do it so i saw a trailer this week for a movie coming out called the void that looks fucking cool as shit looks like it looks like the thing meets lovecraft like practical special effects like tentacled things coming out of people's faces, like it looks really cool. That's all, that's it. You that's, don't have anything to say. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up the different Jasons. Yeah, yeah. you you were the one that texted me earlier, and you were like, "Dude, the void is at Circle Cinema." Yeah. So here's part three. He's got the red triangle and no lumpy head. Total subject change. We're talking about Jason's lumpy head again. I'm yeah. This is something I need to sort out here. Boss act. Uh. Lumpy head, man. This is, I don't know which one. This is the final chapter that he looks real fucked up. That's because Tommy Jarvis gets him in the head with a, uh, it's like an axe or a machete. Yeah, but remember. in part three, he does not have a lumpy head. He has a deformed face, but not a lumpy head. The mask covers all areas, and his head isn't bulging like a ball sack out of the top. Yeah, but it like, never mind. 
then. No, I mean, it's, I don't want to have this conversation okay. with you. Right a- yes. Anyways, the void. <laughs> uh, probably <coughs> gonna be cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It looks cool. Uh, what's the word on a cure for wellness? I've heard mixed things. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked really good. It looks. Uh, Listen, man, Gore Verbinski is an amazing visual right. director, and, and so a lot of like I understand like a lot of the times things like horror, especially if it's a horror movie and it's like visually based, it's definitely not going to be reviewed well. Seems like it, yeah. I mean, it's just like The Witch because yeah. Well, like, I don't know. The Witch was reviewed well, maybe not re- not reviewed well, but like critics will love it, but audiences will hate it, right? Which is what happened with The Witch, like. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other movies that. Yeah, yeah, like I like just an example would be like The Revenant. Yeah. So like obviously like it's beautifully shot and like most people who went and saw it were like eh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot the, of people that I talked to thought it was boring. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. And I watched it and I was like, <clears throat> holy fucking! Everything shit. about it's amazing. Yeah. Right, but I can understand like that. That's like it kind of. If you're going to a movie for like entertainment and like story and stuff like that, and that's more important to you than like you're not a person that really cares that much about like cinematography, yeah. Uh, then so you're gonna lose some people there. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I mean, The Witch is probably the best example. <coughs> yeah, it's a good, of, yeah. Like most people that go see it are gonna be like, this is boring as fuck. But like I thought it was really cool and enjoyed every minute. But the void looks <laughs> <laughs> somehow. It, I love the witch. You can tell that. <laughs> yeah, you can tell we haven't recorded in like a couple of weeks because there's oh, just man. so much stuff we haven't talked about. Yeah. So yeah, but the void looks amazing. Yes. Really excited for looks, that. Looks good. Get out. Looks good. Get out. Looks really good. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. What I'm excited to see Jordan Peele doing something like that. Yeah, like, no, that's cool. Because, uh, dude, so if you look at a lot of his his like comedy, like his skits and stuff, there's some really creepy ones in there where he does something where somebody comes off just ultra creepy, and I think he can nail that. Yeah, I, I think it'll be uh, good, honestly. I mean, uh, what other? Do we have any other upcoming horror movies? That that's what I was just trying to think, man. I mean, if, if there was anything else that, that's coming out in the near future that looks i i just i i want to see uh we are the flesh uh hellraiser judgment yeah it's supposed to be like march man alien covenant you know how i feel about hellraiser and i really want this to be really good like i really want it to catch people off guard because so many people hate everything after like three or four and i really really want people <laughs> to love this movie man I want to see Pinhead back in the, and I want to see him in the forefront. I just don't know if it can be done. I think Hellraiser. Oh, no, it can be. No, I think Hellraiser was like was just a thing that happened. Like it'll never, it'll never be done correctly again. I disagree. I think it can be. I think that they. I think it was the right time, the right place. Like if that movie like got made at any other period of time, it wouldn't have worked. Like just with where effects were and like movies of the day. Uh, well, it's got a very uh, at the time, especially like something I would say like a pretty taboo. There's a lot of like uh, 
I mean, pain and the difference between pain and pleasure and like the BDSM and like right. stuff they and wear. That, that was all like, yeah, like you had like um, Mad Max, Escape from New York, you had Motley yeah. Crue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was basically like just trying to look like Mad Max and yeah. Snake Plissken. Uh, like, so it was all around that like leather and spikes and chains time well, period. Clyde Barker just took it to the next level. And, the, and I think that's the problem though is Hellbound Heart is a great story. Oh, yeah. and that's and, the, That holds up, man. That's a great, and, still a great novella. And, and any story that's built off of that, like, universe is just not going to be as good. I just hope, I, I have high hopes because the guy that's making it did special effects for the movies for years. It's like a passion project for him. And from, from what I've heard, that there may be a theatrical release for it, a limited run theatrical release because the people have seen it, you know, the, the higher ups have seen it and they enjoyed it enough they want it to be. How do you feel about The Mummy? I'm out on that. Okay. A hundred percent. World War Z 2 got pulled, didn't it? Yeah, I saw that. Friday chilled. the 13th also. The new Friday the 13th also uh, got pulled. Apparently there's a new Saw movie coming out. Anna, Annabelle too. Fart noises. I make fart noises with my mouth. Um, what was that? Uh, that new BH movie. BH movie. Uh, where I think it was like a was it? It was associated with BH, but it's like all those dudes. Uh, like John C. McGinley's in it. Um, dude, I don't know. And it's like they're all in like an office building, and they like get locked in there, and they're like, "We're gonna kill you all unless this many people get killed." Oh, the Belkin, ex- the, the Bel- Belco yeah. experiment. Yeah, that uh, dude, that's a James Gunn movie. Uh, yeah, so I want to see that. Yeah, because Slither's really good, and uh, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy right. is awesome. So good stuff. Plus his brother, uh, Sean. Pl- yeah, Sean Gunn plays uh Kirk on the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. so there's that. So that's. Garrett, all, must see for you. All the more reason. Must see movie yeah, for Daniel. You know. um, so, anyways, the Strangers two. What do you? How do you feel? Uh, I don't know about that either, man. I don't know. <laughs> alien Covenant. I know you're, dude. I know I you're want an alien to guy. see that. I want to see that. I think from the trailer that I saw, it looks like Ridley Scott maybe going back to that <clears throat> that isolated horror movie feel of the first one and I, I really hope that's what he's going for because so I don't that's I, what needs to happen I at haven't this point. I have not watched the trailer but just like the mo- like the poster for it just gives me mad feels oh yeah dude yeah, yeah it looks insane well uh, you know the, the the xenomorphs are supposed to make a return so I mean yeah that's what people have been wanting for a long time to see them again so Fassbender's in it oh yeah he was in a uh, Prometheus he plays two characters, two different androids, I guess, in Alien Covenant. I kind of am a little not cool with the fact that Danny McBride is going to be in it. Uh, did you hear about the new Halloween movie? Uh, no, I saw something about them trying to, everybody trying to get... So, John Carpenter's producing it. Okay. Might do the score. It's being written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. The guys that wrote... Your Highness and Pineapple Express. Right. But see, David Gordon Green came up doing like intense drama slash thrillers. Like he just blew up when he did fin- Pineapple Express. So he's been doing comedies like that pretty much ever since. Fine. I just like, I, Danny McBride has never done anything that convinces me that he's not. I mean, he's a great comedic actor. 
I think he, he can do some serious stuff too. Like I think he he did a lot of really good stuff in Eastbound and Down. I think he did a really he's doing good stuff right now in Vice Principals too. So yeah, but those are comedic roles. They are, but there's there's the serious dramatic element to him too, and he pulls it off. Okay, well, but he's just writing it. He's not gonna be in it. No, as far as I know, he's writing it with David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green is directing it. He's on the cast list. Thing. That's Alien Covenant. He's in Alien Covenant. I'm talking about Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not stoked. I'm not so stoked about him being on. Oh, in, in Alien, Covenant. Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if I can do it, man. Man, him as comic relief though, I'm fine with that. I don't want any <laughs> comic relief. Yeah, there doesn't really I need want to, to be, be any bleak. comic relief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. I feel, like, go, we, I feel yeah. like we should talk about this movie. Let's get yeah. into this movie. Okay, so first of all, at Seth Points watched this movie. We're going to just keep bringing him up. I don't know why he's just not on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, at Seth Points watched this movie, then Ryan and I got together and watched it. While, with Seth Points. With Seth Points. While we were watching it, we paused it, and we were like, holy shit, we're an hour into this movie. Yeah, it goes by so fast because it's like, I can't even describe why, really. I don't, yeah, you just feel like you've been watching it for like 20 minutes and the plot hasn't moved and then you realize there's 20 minutes left. Yeah. an hour and 10 minutes in. Seth Point said he had done the exact same thing while watching it by himself. So if you go watch this movie, when you feel like you're about 20 minutes in... You're probably almost done. You're probably almost done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So... The movie starts. <laughs> Harry Manfredini. Harry Manfredini, back the, for the score. The yeah, oh, dude, just killing it. Straight up 1983 style. I would say this is his weakest score. It's pretty bad. It really is, man. I it's mean, like he was trying to make it sound modern, but it just didn't. Didn't, yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. I would argue that uh, every movie we've done has had a better score than this. Yeah, this is pretty bad, man. I mean, even for something as low budget as Basket Case, like, yeah, better score. I, I mean, uh, yeah, Final Destination 5 probably had a better score. Ugh. Terrible movie. Now, I want to I talk about Brennan. Brennan Klein from the Scream 101 podcast here. Okay. He loves that movie. Whenever I sent him that episode, he was like, dude, what? I love this movie. Like, so he... Completely disagree with you, Brennan. Just want to throw, just want to throw <laughs> just, that just out there. Let you know. I just want to let you know. Uh, go check out Scream One Hundred and One. Yeah, yeah. Go check out Scream on the Cupholder Radio podcast. Do it. do it. Do it. Do it. Podcast for the weird at heart. Definitely nailed it. Crushed it. Okay, so how do you start a Friday the Thirteenth movie with Jason going to Camp Crystal Lake? Right. So we start with the classic girl goes to a cabin. In the woods by herself. Yeah, she's by herself. In the yeah. middle of the night. Yeah. Gets naked. Uh, has a lot of trouble with light bulbs. Yeah, can't get any, any lights to come on. Gets naked, gets in the shower. Yeah, lots of gratuitous nudity. Not much. In the, I mean, in the movie, okay. as a whole. But yeah, this... this uh, What's I mean, a butt cheek in this Yeah, one? you do see a lot of butts. Uh, so she decides to get naked and take a shower. This, of course, just... He Jason, can, he cannot he, help man, himself. it's just crack to him you know <laughs> uh, uh and so he attacks yeah jason comes in attacks she runs turns out 
straight ninja style. Turns out it's a trap. It is a trap. So the FBI has set up this trap to kill Jason. So at this point, Jason Voorhees is on the FBI's radar. And he's so predictable. Yeah, he runs out. The girl chases him. They blow him up, basically. Yeah, yeah they basically like shoot him 100,000 times. Yeah, and then blow, blow him, him up. to bits. Yeah. But, so, this and this part was weird to me. So the heart's... Uh, Still his, his heart's laying there like just beating in the grass and we see this man in the the woods creighton duke creighton duke as we will find out the uh he's like a bounty hunter i guess yeah he's like something yeah, i don't an know assassin yeah yeah he um what does he say man he's looking at the heart no you don't i or don't something think so. like that yeah i don't think so i don't think so oh there's a clip yeah, there's yeah. a clip of it at the we beginning got a clip. Of, of the episode check out the very beginning of the episode yeah uh, so yeah, and then he know, so apparently this guy knows everything there is to know. Yes, he literally about Jason. He's a Jasonologist. Yeah, yeah. So they take Jason's body to the morgue. To the morgue. The coroner's checking him out. He's all burnt, blown to pieces. Coroner picks his head up, checks it out, and then looks at his heart, which is beating. No, it's not beating yet. He it starts to beat. He looks at it. it starts to beat. Starts to beat, and then he can't help himself. So he just starts so eating it. So he just it. eats Jason's heart. Yeah, makes sense. Totally uh, makes sense. So there's not any is, other there's not any other parts in the movie where it, it talks about any kind of a telepathy or anything no, between this the, demon and human beings. So what's weird is like he gets this like incessant need to eat this heart all of a sudden and he eats it and he like has like it's like a werewolf type tra- yeah. transformation. He doesn't tr- like physically transform but he like is like screaming and yelling. Yeah, yeah. And like it's all animalistic. And then the great special effects. And then uh, Jason's body parts shoot Roman candles <laughs> into the corner. That is totally what they look like. And it reminds me of a... So, like, Hellraiser came out in 1987. And Clive Barker ran out of a budget for that movie. So all the parts at the end, like the ele- electrical-looking stuff, was all hand-animated by Clive Barker and one other guy. This stuff looks just like that. It's not good. No, it looks it looks really. Considering is, the Jurassic Park came out the same year, I feel like we do this a lot. We compare a lot of like '90s movies to, to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Well, hey, man, Piper, you're making yourself comfortable back yeah, there. Yeah, my dog's in the room. Uh, so yeah, I. And this is where we get into like the supernatural, like, like why is Jason's body shooting fireworks into? Yeah, so now the, the corner is Jason. He is Jason. Essentially, he is Jason. So he then goes so Jason's to not, Crystal Lake. Jason, J- <laughs> Jason's not a person. Jason is an entity. Yeah, and he and so this corner now, who is Jason, goes to back to Camp Crystal Lake and finds three partying, hard partying teenagers. Yes. Right? They're camping. One girl goes off to take a piss or something. She gets slashed in the neck and stuck to a tree. Yep. Which is not very not a great no. death scene. The other two are having premarital sex. In... So yeah, so they make a joke about this, right? When they're on their way to Camp Crystal Lake, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go out here and smoke dope and have premarital sex," which is obviously a, a poke at the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. And then they do that, and then they get murdered. Yeah, Jason takes a T post. So the girls riding the guy's wiener. Uh, uh, cow cow. Cowgirl, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's cowgirl on this dude. Not reverse, just no, just regular, regular cowgirl. cowgirl. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need to clarify that for sure. Yes, reverse would be 
different. Different. Yeah. <laughs> you would literally be facing the other direction. So yeah. she's mm-hmm. it's, it's straight up cowgirl, and Jason takes a T post off the ground, rams it through her back. Yes, and then just pulls it out through the top of her body, and she like kind of splits in half. And it, it's a cool, it's yeah, a cool death looks scene. Good. Looks good. Uh, and this kind of was reminding me of uh, Cabin Threever. God, just like some weird shit going on. Intense. It's intense. It's intense. Oh, uh, uh, nailed it. <laughs> so at this point, Jason goes. He attacks two police officers. Kills them. Yeah, one he of, ties one of them up. Right, and then pukes shoot. a worm into his mouth. Yeah, so like he's moved from Roman <laughs> candles to like miniature trimmer monsters. Yeah, it's like a tiny. It, it reminds me of like Slither or something like that. It's like a giant flatworm type thing. Right. That he, he pukes up into this cop's mouth. So now the cop is Jason. Right, and. Uh, we're skipping a lot of stuff. There's like all this like family shit. Like they're trying to steal the Halloween thing where Jason yeah. needs to kill everybody in his family because only people in his family are the ones who can kill him. Yeah, Creighton Duke is the one that yeah. figures this out. Creighton Duke knows all of this. Yeah, Creighton Duke is like the Jason expert for the FBI or whatever. Who who is this guy? No, okay, so we forgot to talk about this. There's a like a crime television show. Kind of like America's Most Wanted, right? Yeah, it's got like American case files. Right. And so... Case files. On air, on national television, the host talks to Creighton Duke. Yeah, yeah. And hires Creighton Duke for the price of (laughs) $500,000 to contractually kill another person. Yeah. Whether it's Jason Voorhees or not. On live television, a contract for murder was created. Yeah, yeah. Totally believable. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Uh, that's the other thing, man. Like, just like, so, like, the the other Friday the 13th movies are like, I like, they're not super realistic, but like, nothing really crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, people getting murdered in the woods. Yeah. I mean, eventually they got to the point where they started like, doing way too much with it. Like, when Jason goes to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's like, they, they're like, well, we can't just do another movie of him killing people in the woods. Manhattan time. Ma- Let's take him to the city. Oh, uh, Manhattan. Yeah, you know. New uh, York's obviously the best place. I mean, he punches that guy's head off in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which yeah. is super cool. Uh, but, like, nothing, like, super wacky is going yeah, on. Yeah. It's just Jason killing people in the city instead of Jason killing it's people just in shot, the It's just shitty, a shitty movie. <laughs> right. So this is like, they're like, like there's like a whole like lore around like the mythology of Jason. Like they tried just, to add a lot to the mythology of Jason. Like, so all this shit happens that doesn't make, it doesn't matter. It's basically Jason like transferring himself between bodies. So like to the cop, he pukes in the cop's mouth. The cop at one point, like, bursts open, and the guy eats his heart, and he becomes Jason. And yeah. then a bunch of people get murdered. Right, <laughs> so basically Jason just is trying to kill everyone that is related to him. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole plot of this movie. Yeah. Um, the, there's a weird scene where one, one of the main characters, some guy who had a baby with Jason's niece or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Is in a jail cell next to Creighton Duke, and Creighton Duke it needs to break his fingers to tell him secrets. Yeah, yeah. So he, okay, so Jason makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's sister, he has a half sister named Diana, 
a daughter named Jessica. A daughter? Jason has a daughter? No, 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 no. This is his half-sister's daughter. Okay. And then uh, Stephanie, the infant, right. who is the daughter of Stephen, the guy in the jail cell, okay. and Jason's half-sister's daughter. Is this fucking Texas did Chainsaw you, did Massacre? You, did you get all of that? Or is this Halloween? <clears throat> do it. Do your thing, cuz. Do your thing, cuz. <laughs> I like. What the fuck, man? Dude, it's it's a very convoluted thing. So they tried to add to the mythology, but the way they did it makes it so convoluted that it is stupid. Yeah. So basically, all you need to know is he's trying to kill everyone that's related to him. So, and if Jason. The only way for Jason to be reborn as the actual Jason is for his essence to transfer into somebody from his own family. But at the same time, someone from his own family is the only person that can kill him. Yes. This is makes total sense. This is so stupid. <laughs> and like <clears throat> I mean, here's the other thing too is that's just that's a Hall- it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Michael Myers is try- always just trying to kill someone that's related to him. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. Right? Like, Lloyd Strode in the house. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Friday the 13th... But see, originally, though, that wasn't, like, the thing, though. Laurie Strode wasn't his sister until the second movie. And then it was like, well, oh, shit, it's his sister. Yeah, but... Or something, whatever. But still, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like... Oh, I know what you're saying. It's obviously, like, a plot device from yeah. Halloween. Yeah. They just recycled it for this. Right. In the worst way possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a sci-fi horror family drama. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That would be the only <laughs> way I could classify it. So who's the guy that... So at one point, Jason, his worm demon creature baby, is inside of somebody else, and the guy gets like... His head like splits... His neck splits like right at where it meets his shoulder. Yeah, that's like the cop guy. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a detective, FBI detective, I can't or remember. it might have been the host from the TV show. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just some some person, some dark haired. Now dude. that's a cool scene. Yeah, that's a cool <laughs> death, man. His like neck splits open and his head like falls. It reminds me of something like from the thing or something yeah. like that. Like his his head like his neck like moves over and like his it splits open and this like little demon thing crawls out of his body and starts like running around the house. By the way, we are one hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah. See, point. there you go. That's a, that's how quick it happens. Yeah, that's, it is man. Like it, I, both times too. Like we watched it the first time, then we were kind of skimming through it the second time. And it was like, I I, I, th- I was thinking we were like 30 minutes in and I pulled it up and it was an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. Yep, nope. There's just so much you can skip over, man. Yeah, it's true. And then, so from here, I mean, basically just, uh, I don't know. Do we need to just like what? What? Do well, we need? at this point, this is when Jason transfers into a family member. Yeah. Family. So we're we're at the Voorhees house. Yeah. Yeah. Which apparently is a thing, even though they lived at Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, the Voorhees house. Yeah. But this thing's like a mansion, right? It's pretty big. It's like the not what I would expect to be the Voorhees. It's house. not. Yeah, yeah. For sure not. So they're like fighting Jason. Oh no, not Jason <laughs> at this point. The thing crawls out of his neck, crawls into Jason's half sister's daughter's vagina. vagina. Uh huh. So this this demon thing just at first it's kind of like wiggling around under her skirt, and then all of a sudden it, it shoots up in there. Oh yeah. It's not like a subtle like 
You know, I think it would have been a lot more effective if it would have been like worming its way. Yeah, no, it's just like it's like in vagina. there and then gone. Yeah, it's just gone into the vagina. Yes, um, vaginal void. You in the void. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then like what? What's his name? Creighton. Dude? Creighton dude I fights call, Jason. I almost called him Clayton. Dude. Yeah, Cole Clayton. Oh, Clayton Duke. Reverend Bob or Creighton. <laughs> Brother Bob or uh, Creighton Duke gives uh, Bog. gives Stephen the magic yeah. magic dagger. Yeah, no, the girl. See, this is where I'm confused. This is what I don't remember. So, the vagina monster girl is also the one that gets the magic dagger. Oh yeah, because Jason's just reborn. Yeah, somehow. Right, he I just comes. He man. just comes out of the ground. Right, I just don't care. I just really don't care. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I literally slipped through probably 30% of this movie. <laughs> we would look over and Daniel would just be asleep. And I'd be like, dude, wake up. And he'd be like, I'm not, dude, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> dude, it was. Dude, I'm awake. Oh. I'm watching this while his, his like, back's to the TV. Yeah, so anyways, the, <laughs> the, the, it, Jason's half-sister stabs him in the heart with the magic dagger. After a sick throwdown with Creighton Duke. Creighton Duke gets killed. He gets on, like, some monkey bars, and Jason, like... That's Steven. Oh, that is Steven, you're right. Yeah, Creighton, 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 Creighton Duke got killed before that. It doesn't matter. Everybody dies except for the half-sister. Jason's half-sister's daughter. And Steven. Yeah, half-sister's daughter and Steven. So it's his niece, half-niece. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then... <laughs> A dog walks up to Jason's mask, which is half buried in the dirt, and then the dog walks off. I don't know why the dog is necessary. No. And then Freddy's hand comes up and scene. Boom, Jason goes to hell. Finn. That's it. There were I no have... scenes in hell. Even <laughs> <laughs> This compl- that completely ruined the movie for you, didn't it? Yeah. I I just like now come on, like I mean, in Jason X there was at least the scene where he's like in space. Dude, I love Jason. Yeah, They're in space the whole or movie. What, or yeah, okay. So there's, I'm getting it confused. There's the scene where he's like at Camp Crystal Lake, but that's like a, an illusion or whatever because they're actually in space and that's like virtual reality. No, that's Jason versus Freddy. They do that in Jason X too. I'm seeing Jason X in years. Maybe. I can't remember which one it is, but it's the one where he like slams the girl in the sleeping bag against the tree. That happens in Jason X, but it also happens in uh, for the final chapter. So it's. Jason X then yeah that yeah. That, ha- that he's like in this like dream state because they have him in space and like a little virtual reality yeah, thing yeah, yeah. okay uh anyways Jason X is a really good movie <laughs> uh, there's some great kills in Jason I, X yeah I enjoyed Jason see that's the thing like out of this movie the kills that I remember I remember the girl with the t-post mm-hmm, and the head split I remember a guy with melted skin I don't remember that yeah we, we skipped over it the second time mm-hmm. you might have been asleep on that part the first time maybe and then there was uh the, the neck splitting right, open, the, the demon split, crawling yeah. out. And the heart-eating scene was pretty cool. It was pretty gruesome. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's like something you could see on, like, The Walking Dead now, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, of course, if you compare it to stuff now. Yeah, I'm just... There's literally nothing in this other than the T-Post. See, I love the T-Post. Other scenes. than the T-Post, <laughs> I don't think there's anything that you wouldn't see in, like, a horror television show nowadays. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, it's not, like, gory... Beyond, like, it's well, not even, like even the scenes that were, it wasn't like I mean, K and B does great effects and they were great in this movie, but I feel like, like even like Intruder, mm-hmm. like the the super gory scenes in Intruder, I remember, 
like they stand out. Like that bandsaw scene, mm-hmm. man, is great. The head crushing scene is great. Oh, we forgot there's a scene in here where he like pops that girl's head like a pimple. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't really show that much though. It's just kind yeah. of like a wide well, shot. Even, even in the unrated yeah. version, it doesn't show. I mean, he shows him like, <laughs> as much as I would like to yeah, see. Yeah, I'd like to see a lot of. I'd like to see there. much more head popping happening than what it showed. Yeah, I mean, this movie is just a definite pile of shit. Okay, well, why don't you give it a, the old SR, the old stab rating? Three out of ten. Three. Yep. So your what, what's your what's your enjoyability to gore scale uh, or ratio? Three on. The, no, this like, is a total score. Yeah, no, three on the like gore and effects, and a zero on enjoyability. That's the lowest enjoyability score you've it's given any. One hundred percent not enjoyable. <laughs> well, you did pass the fuck out. Yeah, so. well, and it's just like like so like a lot of times when we watch these like <clears throat> bad older movies, it's like the dialogue's funny. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was really. I I didn't notice that the. Acting was that bad? In this one? Yeah. It's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, but like it wasn't, it, it didn't have like that like quality where it's like. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that was cheesy, but I wouldn't say it was like, I don't know, it's just different. 90s it's, it's not early 80s. It's not, yeah, it's like, it's not like <laughs> the abomination. No, I've never seen anything that bad. Thanks at Seth points. Right, I think maybe that may have ruined my ability to judge bad acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point, right. yeah, like, I can't really judge. Like everything's really good Every, now. Yeah, everything we've watched. You go watch, back and watch fucking uh, Kevin Van Hat trick and <laughs> <laughs> Basket Case and be give, like, give that guy an award. <laughs> uh, he Oscar. killed it. Oscar nomination. So I think that I think a three is probably. I think I'm gonna go two, man. You didn't like the gore and the effects? I'm going to give it a two for gore. <laughs> and a zero for enjoyability. Yeah. Cause it, so I think maybe if I would have never seen this, I would have enjoyed it more. But I went in with expectations from me, like 12-year-old me. Yeah, so I had, I had seen this before. I didn't, didn't really remember watching it. Um, Just like this time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally. So the the only thing I remember from the first time I ever watched this was the beginning scene where he's like gets blown up and then t- taken to the morgue. But I don't remember any of the other parts. Like I don't remember. No, that. I don't. I remember the T post part. The T post thing always stood out to me. Yeah, I, I don't remember that at all. Um, but yeah, I just this was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was terrible, man. I mean. I'm I'm more excited. I, I, while we were watching this, all I could think about was doing our next episode. Yeah, I would like so a lot of the times we'll watch these movies and we'll give them a low rating. We'll be like, oh, this was you know you should probably watch it. Don't watch it. I'm yeah straight. Do not watch this movie. Just watch Friday the Thirteenth one through four and be done with it. And Jason X. I mean, really, Jason takes Manhattan. I, I, I would it's give passable. I would I, watch it. I would again. give Jason Takes Manhattan at least a four on enjoyability. Well, and I think that uh, I, I always thought the Friday the Thirteenth remake was really good. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think it's better than half of the original ones. Yeah, it definitely was. And don't get me wrong. I love Friday the Thirteenth, and at, to an extent, I love this movie just because it is a Friday the Thirteenth movie. But yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Like it's part of the saga. Yeah, yeah. Like the- from a review perspective. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you can't, nah, like, nah. you can't watch all the Jason movies and skip this one. Does it make you mad when people say the Jason movies? No. 
Well, I just feel like there's probably like some horror fans that are out there like, I'm not the Jason of the Friday the 13th. <laughs> like, I don't know You're that. You're making fun of our listeners. Like, yeah, Did you well, hear this at Seth points? <laughs> it's not a Jason movie. Yeah. It's a Friday the 13th movie. I know, but I would rather say Jason movie than Friday the 13th movie. Well, I mean, Jason's been in all of them except the first one. So, right. I mean, it would make sense. He's well, he's in one. the first one, but I mean, he wasn't the main. No. The main... Uh, antagonist in the first one uh plus there's freddy versus jason which is a jason movie yes it's true well there's there's more than one with jason in the title oh, yeah. jason lives yeah. i mean jason goes to hell jason takes manhattan oh my god man see maybe they should just be called the jason movies <laughs> the next blu-ray box set is just gonna be called the jason the J- movies the jason check out the, dude see that new that new uh new line blu-ray release the jason movies yeah <sighs> So Maybe. anyway, yeah, I mean, that, that's Friday the 13th, uh, 9. 9, mm-hmm. the final Jason chapter. Goes, Jason goes to hell, ja- Jason 9, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> Where he doesn't fucking go to hell. <laughs> he doesn't, not until, well he doesn't even go to hell in fucking Freddy vs. Jason. He doesn't so. ever go to hell. I just, want a, you... I just want a movie of Jason in hell torturing bad people. Killing Why would the he devil. torture bad people? I, All he kills are good people I want. I want him to kill the devil. Need, so it'd be like in Preacher? Yeah, I need Jason versus Satan. He's like, so Jason's the saint of killers, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, just like, that's how much of a badass he is, is that if he went to hell... He'd fuck the devil up. Yeah, he would just, like, take over. Yeah, I could see that. And, yeah, and the people there would deserve it, so... Well, yeah, so I guess bad people would make sense. Yeah. Totally. No, there's some good people in hell. Totally went good. over Totally went over my head. I mean, he does kill bad people. He, he kills... Uh, listen, Jason does kill bad people because he kills people who are having premarital sex. Oh, you're right, man. I'm and and who are dope. smoking dope. They're smoking dope. Uh, listen, kids, don't smoke dopes. So yeah, he kills bad actors, bad actresses, premarital sexers, and dopers. Premarital sexers. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. He kills bad people. Yeah. Bad people only. Just so, sitting against the Lord. Yeah, you know. So next time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are trauma fans because we're going to do Poultry Geist Pult- Night of the Chicken Dead. Poultry Geist. Yeah, I'm um, really excited to do this one. I think it's, I think your gore score is going to be off the charts on this one. I love me like a good sloppy gore film. That is all this is. And that yeah, and it's been a while since I uh, Street Trash was really the last one we did that was like, yeah, a sloppy gore mess. Man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Did we ever do Laid to Rest too? Uh, we've watched it, but we didn't, we, do, we didn't it. do it. We need to come back for that shit. It, too. It's not as good. As it yeah, but there's some good gore in it. Yeah, there is. No. <laughs> there is good gore. <laughs> it just may not be as good as the the knife. Th- like a throw to the face in the first one. It, yeah, no, I I specifically remember watching Laid to Rest two right after we watched Laid to Rest, and I was like, the second one is nowhere doesn't like just doesn't have the violence. Yeah, we did watch those both right back. Yeah, to we back, watched them back we? to back. Yeah, yeah. So he has sweet weapons. In yeah, the second one, and <laughs> yeah. that's where Chrome Core comes into play. Well, see the second uh, Robert Hall, the director, is remaking Nailgun Massacre. Yeah, that's which what you, yeah you're I'm super stoked about that. I, I just need to see him do something. Those massacre movies. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually 
pretty excited for that as well because I really like Laid to Rest. Well, Laid to Rest three still in the books. It just hasn't happened yet. So yeah, we'll see where that one goes. I, I mean, the first one is far superior to the second one, and yeah. I think you are thinking the kills are better than they actually are. Uh, maybe I need to watch. I, mean, I need to watch it again. I've only seen the second one the one time, so I'm gonna have to check that one out again. So and see what's up with that. Yeah. Anyways, if there's a uh... wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh huh. So next episode, we're yes. supposed to have a guest. Yes, we're gonna have a guest next episode. Uh, at Godspeed underscore us underscore two underscore C. <laughs> Godspeed us to C. Yes, my friend Andy is gonna come on. He's gonna watch Poultry Geist with us. Should be a grand old time. Yeah, it should be a great time. So definitely check that out. That's gonna be our next episode. If you have any. Uh, recommendations, or you want to say we suck at everything. Hey, you can send us uh, like dick you know, pics, dick pics, send nudes, whatever you want. But you could also like maybe give us your own little like review and stab rating, and maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Send if, us that. If at, you, uh, send us at uh, what's the email address? Uh, Gore Gab nineteen eighty five. At gmail.com. I almost said just dot com. <laughs> At dot com. Uh, Gorgab.com is our email address. Uh, Gorgab1985. <laughs> Gorgab1985 at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. Gorgab. Facebook.com forward slash Gorgab Podcast. That's it, man. That's it. Yep. So. Just remember, if you're going to go premarital sexing, don't do it anywhere near Camp Crystal Lake. Throw away all of your condoms. Um, it's the 90s. AIDS are gone. And if you... <laughs> AIDS AIDS has been eliminated. Uh, so has pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no need for contraception. There, like I mean, there's literally no sexually transmitted diseases out there still. Yep, throw it away. Laugh it off and just throw it. Yeah, and then you might get a, like, super pleasurable T-post. In your butt. Stuck through, yeah. Oh, wait, in your back. Yeah. Not in your BH. You're thinking of the wrong one. The wrong T-post. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wrong T-post. That's the D-post. Oh, the D-post! All right, well, um, bye. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. If this podcast doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Get a sound check on all of the noises going on in here. Baby won't sleep and his ears aren't working and all of his tears are making tears for me. I wish your baby would shut up, shut up, shut up. He's being super annoying. <laughs>